Welcome back. Brooklyn Nets fans wanted to do a quick reaction to the Nets win over the Pistons here, 130 to 123. A nice little bounce back coming off the tough loss on Sunday against the Hornets, which was a very important game, as we know, for the standings. Luckily, the Hornets lost yesterday versus the Nuggets, so the Nets had a half game lead. Now they're a full game up against the Hornets, but Still, Sunday still kind of stings, I'm not going to lie. But at least they were able to win tonight, and they get themselves in a decent position. Still in the 8th seed, which is big because you do not want to fall to the ninth seed and potentially be in a one-game elimination. At least if you're in the 8th seed, you can have the opportunity to go 1-1 one and one and still make the playoffs. So... That is what I'm looking for as a Nets fan right now. Just get the 8 seed. I think the 7 seed's pretty much out of the question. But tonight we got a big performance out of Kevin Durant, which is not a surprise. I believe KD now has 93 points in two games versus the Pistons this year. Remember the last time they played at Detroit, he had like 53 points. Tonight he had 41. So Kevin Durant with another amazing performance. Got good production from Bruce Brown, Andre Drummond, Seth Curry. Only had 11 points, but two very big three-pointers. Also had an, um, a foul on a three-point shot. Made all three of his free throws, which were big in this game. James Johnson, just not good whatsoever. We got some productive Claxton minutes. Uh, Kessler Edwards barely played. We got some Goran Dragic minutes, and he was decent. And Patty Mills, I remember, made one, uh, he was one for one. Yeah, he made his only shot. So Patty Mills only played 17 minutes, but it was mostly a Kevin Durant game. We'll talk about Kyrie. I think he's a little passive so far in these home games. You could tell Kyrie's just not all the way there for some reason. I don't know why he is so... I don't want to say timid, but it just seems like he's not attacking the basket like he was during these road games when he was on that ridiculous scoring stretch of scoring like 35, 43, 60, 50 something. So, you know, I, I definitely think it's weird for Kyrie to be back at home. You can tell it definitely got to him on Sunday. I was hoping tonight he'd be a bit more calmed down, which I think he was, but overall it probably still feels a bit abnormal for him to be um, playing at home at Barclays Center. So hopefully as time goes on, there's not too much time left, but Hopefully, as time goes on, he gets more comfortable with that environment. But they had to win tonight, and they got it done. That's the main thing, really. It started out very frustrating, which has been kind of the MO for the Nets here the past three, four games, dating back to that Memphis one, I believe. Of course, the game at Miami was great, but like you take that one out, and these teams have been shooting the ball so well versus Brooklyn from three-point range. The Grizzlies could not miss on their three-point attempts, and you go to the Hornets game. They were making like every three-pointer, especially in the second second half we saw you know LaMelo Ball, Caleb Martin made the one-legged three-pointer and then he made another one right after that to pretty much put the game away and then the Pistons who are like not a good shooting team whatsoever they come out tonight and uh, on the game they shot 16 to 38 42 percent from three but at one point they were over 60 percent freaking Isaiah Stewart the center who like doesn't really shoot I don't think made two threes in the first quarter and you're like how does this always happen to the Nets like why is this a Nets thing the Nets have to do better at closing out on shooters I get that but when you have guys like Isaiah Stewart making two threes in a row against you you're like something's wrong with this picture here so that part of it's frustrating but at least the Pistons like shooting kind of calmed down outside 
outside of Cade Cunningham, who was absolutely ridiculous in the second half. I think he had like 27 or 29 second half points. He is very impressive, going to be a very good player uh, for a long time, probably with the Pistons. Hopefully they can build around him. But as for the Nets, I mean, their defense just has to get better. There was lack of communication. There was just going under on screens too many times and leading to open three-point shots, closing out on shooters, missed assignments, guys being left open, allowing offensive rebounds, which definitely adds to it. There was one play where the Pistons got an offensive rebound. The ball was like basically taken out of Claxton's hands, and they pass it out for a three-pointer, um, and it was made, so that was a killer. But looking at the offensive rebounds, the Pistons out-rebounded the Nets uh, offensively 17-8. to So the Nets out-rebounded them total 41-40, to but offensively the Pistons had nine more. So that definitely is a discrepancy right there, but... The Nets have to do a better job defensively. I mean, I, I look at this Pistons team, and it's like, yeah, they have some good shooters on this team for the most part. They have guys like Sadiq Bey who made some shots. I talked about uh, Cade Cunningham. Corey Joseph's a decent player. Killian Hayes had a pretty decent game. We know Olenek could shoot threes. But for the most part, this is not a scary shooting team, and they still found a way to shoot over 40% from three, and at one point over 60% from three in the first half versus the Nets. And something has to change defensively I mean like you look at the Nets up and down they have guys that can play defense like Kevin Durant can play defense Nick Claxton can play defense of course Ben Simmons if he ever comes back we did not receive good news about him today but he can play defense but there are guards on this team especially that are not known for their defense. Kyrie Irving, as much as I love him, has not been that great defensively, especially in these past two home games he's played in. Goran Dragic, same thing. Seth Curry, same thing. These guys are not liabilities defensively, but they're not that good either. Of course, Patty Mills, that's more of a liability defensively. Did not play to, uh, too much tonight, as I mentioned before. But there has been so many issues with this team defensively, and it's got to get fixed. I don't really think they have the personnel to get it done, but like, at least they have to have like that playoff atmosphere. Like last year for the Nets, they were not a good defensive team in the regular season. But once the playoffs come around, like something clicks for these guys mentally and they just get very locked in. The Nets have to get locked in right now. They can't wait until mid-April to the playing game to get locked in. They have to get locked in now because they almost blew this game versus the Detroit Pistons tonight, which would have been awful. They have to lock in now defensively. We've seen Kyrie Irving lock in defensively. Remember that James Harden game a month ago at Philadelphia? He held James Harden to like nine points or something. Kyrie looked great defensively in that game. And we've seen times Seth Curry tonight had a couple of steals. I mean, yes, he's not a great on-ball defender, but he had a couple steals, I believe. So there are times where these guys can play defense. They just have to like mentally get there like some guys are not giving max effort defensively and I get it's tough like our rotation's not that deep I think sometimes as Nets fans we think our bench is deeper than it really is but it's it's really not so some guys are playing a lot of minutes here looking at you know Kevin Durant 39 minutes then you had Drummond playing 28 which is not crazy but you know, Curry played 30, you had Kyrie playing 40, Drogic playing 27. So I get it. You're, you're playing a lot of minutes in these games, but like you have to give more effort defensively. And if this was a better offensive team, the Nets would have lost this game. You know what I mean? So the Nets can't afford to try and beat every single team 130 to 125 every night. That's just not sustainable. That's not how you're going to 
ultimately try to win a championship this year, which as a Nets fan, I realize is not very likely, although the betting odds say it might be. It's very hard to imagine the Nets winning a championship with this level of defense. I think the Nets offense is as good as anybody, but if you can't play any defense like we've shown here, you know, in the past month or so, I mean, it's pretty much been all season, let's be honest, but especially the past month or so, it's been bad since like that game at Boston where Tatum dropped the 54 points. They played amazing defense in the game at Miami. So, like, you know it's there. Like, they can do it. And I guess Miami, they have kind of their shortcomings. I mean, Duncan Robinson played terrible. Tyler Hero had a terrible first quarter. Jimmy Butler can't really shoot threes. I get all that. But they looked so good defensively in that game. The communication was on point. The help defense was there. And there's games like the Grizzlies game, tonight's game, the Hornets game, where there's just so many breakdowns defensively. And it just makes you want to rip your hair out because like there are so many veterans on this team where this stuff should not be happening I know there's no continuity on this team whatsoever that definitely hurts and these guys are not used to playing with each other the Nets have like the most starting lineups the past couple years uh, the most this year specifically so I get it like it's not easy when you're not playing with the same group of guys and there's a lack of communication out there but these guys have been around for a long time there's not many guys that are like rookies and second year guys and that's are relying on i mean kevin durant's been around forever bruce brown's been around andre drummond same thing Kyrie's in his like 10th year seth curry's been around drogic's 35 years old nick claxon in year three is probably the youngest one then you got patty mills been around james johnson been around and kessler edwards played four minutes tonight so most of these guys have been around like they should know by now like where to be on defense and and how to do these rotations and sometimes you don't see it so i, I just kind of hope things change here i think something has to click mentally for these guys I don't know what they can really change schematically I mean going underneath every screen is probably not going to help at certain points and the Nets have had trouble versus the pick and roll at some points as well this year some games it looks great some games it looks awful I saw some you know lapses tonight where they did not look well they did not look good playing against the pick and roll so you know it's very inconsistent but they have to get better defensively if I'm going to take them seriously and, and honestly the NBA takes them seriously to actually be championship contenders they have the offense to do it there's no doubt about it the Nets have a great offense so um, it would help if Joe Harris was there it would help if Ben Simmons was there but even without those guys their offense is still top notch but if they're allowing 115 120 125 points you're just making your margin for error offensively so like small because like you can't really afford to miss shots if you're going to give up that many points defensively so that's the frustrating part about it all right what else tonight though so definitely shout out Andre Drummond they tried to do the hack of Drummond with like three or four minutes left in the fourth quarter the Nets had about a six or seven point lead and Dwayne Casey and the Pistons decide to intentionally foul Drummond to put him at the line he goes to the line the first time sinks them both goes to the line a second time sinks them both he went four for four in the uh, quote-unquote hack of Drummond session they had there for a couple possessions that was big Seth Curry made two really big three-pointers in this game one was to put them up I think 122-115 and there was one later after that where he had a defender all over him but he somehow was able to create enough separation and swish a three from the other corner so Seth Curry made a couple of really clutch shots it always feels like, it always feels like Seth Curry makes those timely buckets when the team needs him the clutch situations when I was at that Portland uh, versus Nets game I think a couple weeks back he made a couple of big threes in that game as well so Seth Curry's always been there he's been clutch so far that's definitely big to see of course once again I'm kind of over the James Johnson experience I can tell based on Nets Twitter a lot of Nets fans feel the same way I just don't know what he 
brings to the table anymore. He had that exhibition in the first quarter where he tried to dribble through three or four guys and lost the ball. Um, I was not a fan of seeing that, of course. So James Johnson just putting himself in a bad spot. He just does not add anything to the offense at all with his jump shot. There's really nothing to uh, you know talk about there. I remember he missed a mid-range pull-up in this game. He was only one for two from the field. I'm trying to think of the shot he made. I can't even remember it. But um, yeah, James Johnson just offers nothing defensively or offensively. Um, he offers a little bit defensively, but he was a minus 11 in this game, which was the second worst on the team right behind Patty Mills or right in front of Patty Mills, I should say, who was a minus 12 in his 17 minutes. But once again, another DMP for Blake Griffin, another DMP for LaMarcus Aldridge has been available for the last two games now, and Cam Thomas did not play in this game, which I guess is not really a surprise, but those are talented guys. Like LaMarcus Aldridge, as we've seen this year, has had games where he scores 20-plus points, and it looks amazing when he's shooting the ball. He'll be like 9 for 12, 10 for 12 casually, and have a good game shooting the ball. We know Aldridge is a little limited defensively now at 36, 37 years old, but my question is, why can't Blake Griffin play the role of James Johnson? Like, I get James Johnson and Blake Griffin are a bit different as players. I think James Johnson's a bit more agile, more nimble on his feet. I get that part. He can dribble the ball a bit better than Blake. Um, I, I trust him more on like a fast break, I guess, in those situations. He's a little more explosive than Blake Griffin at this point in his career. But I just think you get the lack of boneheaded plays when James Johnson's out the game when you put Blake Griffin in. I guess sometimes Blake Griffin will do something stupid, but for the most part, Blake Griffin's a much higher IQ player than James Johnson. And at least Blake Griffin, we've seen it recently, adds some three-point elements to this team. Blake Griffin started out the year awful from downtown, but he's been making his shots lately. He made like three out of four against Miami in garbage time in the fourth quarter. I'm trying to think. He had another time he played pretty well and, and shot the ball well. So maybe Blake Griffin finally found that three-point stroke. And if he can add that to the offense and put that at the four position in times where Kevin Durant's out of the game, that would help out a lot. But I don't know why they are so afraid to just move off of James Johnson. Like, it's just, it's not working out. And, like, I could see if James Johnson was, like, playing super well defensively, but, like, he's not. There was a time he got beat off the dribble tonight and then slammed the ball down in frustration. Like, James Johnson's had his limitations defensively as well. So it's not like he's out there playing at, like, this, you know, uh, first-team all-defense level or something like that. Like, James Johnson, like, there's no reason why he should play over Blake Griffin at this point. I don't get it. Once again, I get that James Johnson's a bit more agile and a bit of a better ball handler and can get by his guy easier than Blake Griffin, but like it's not that much of a difference where like you're losing that much. I think you gain a lot more by putting Blake Griffin in there. He'll add to the rebounding. He'll add to the shooting department. I think he makes much better passes than a guy like James Johnson. Um, defensive rotations are better. Like I think there's better parts about having... And Blake Griffin, like you can kind of at times, this is not how you should run your offense in 2022, but there's... There are times where you can post up Blake Griffin and put him in an ISO situation. He can go to work, do those spin moves and work hard down low, bank it in, get yourself a quick two points. Like Blake Griffin's still capable of doing those things. And James Johnson in ISO is just not what you want to see at all. So I just don't know why they're sticking with this. I guess it's not going to change. Blake Griffin should stay ready because there's going to be situations where he has to play. There was that one game a few games ago. I forget what they played now, but they needed Blake Griffin because somebody was out. 
Drummond. Drummond was out that one game because he had the effects from the COVID shot. So there's going to be times where like a center or a big man is out and Blake Griffin has to play. So he should stay ready. I'm sure he is. He's a veteran. But um, Lamarcus Aldridge not playing is kind of surprising. He definitely could have been used against the Hornets trying to break that zone in the second half. But that never happened. It was his first game back from, I think, the hip injury. Um, so maybe he was not exactly ready to be in the game. So I don't know why he was active. But Cam Thomas has not been the same guy since the back injury at Boston like a month ago so that's not much of a surprise at this point anyway so the Nets still find themselves in the eight seed which I think is where I realistically want to be as a Nets fan right now I just don't think and I've said this for a while now but I just don't think the seven seeds very possible um looking at it now we are two and a half back of the Cleveland Cavaliers and we do play the Cavs one more time this year. So, like, it's not impossible, I guess, but they have to win that game against Cleveland, which I do I do believe that's a second-to-last regular season game, you know, sometime early April, or, um, April 1st, April 2nd, something like that. So they play Cleveland one more time. It's a home game. But the Nets also have to go, like, 5-1 and one here to close out the season. Like, they cannot afford to lose that many more games. And we'll look at the Nets' schedule real quick. I always pull it up before we uh, sign off here. But looking at the Nets' schedule compared to to the Hornets, who are right behind them, of course. The Nets have a much easier schedule, but the Hornets are playing good basketball right now. The Hornets easily could have won that game versus the Nuggets on Monday night. Um, they blew it at the end, probably because of some tired legs, kind of like the similar Nets fate that they saw on Sunday because the Nets had uh, on the second half of a back-to-back in that game. But yeah, the Nets have six games left. Bucks, which is a home game Thursday. That's a big game right there. And I do think they can win it, of course. they The Bucks played a tough one with the Sixers tonight. They got that win. Um, they play at Atlanta on Saturday. So that's a situation. The Bucks are Hawks game. I don't see us going 2-0 in those games, but I think they can split. I think they could either beat the Bucks and lose to the Hawks or vice versa. They either lose to the Bucks or beat the Hawks. I, I don't see them losing both in a row. I hope not. I think they can take one of them. So let's call that 1-1. One one. They could beat the Rockets at home for sure. Tuesday, April 5th. They should be able to beat the Knicks on the road, which is April 6th. Well, it's a back-to-back, which sucks once again. But then they have the Cavaliers game on a Friday. That's um, you know two days of rest there, or one day of rest, I should say. Um, that's a game you have to win against Cleveland, of course, depending on how the standings look. And then you have a game against the Pacers, the final game of the season, which the Pacers are just basically not a good team right now. So the Nets have an easier schedule. There's three games on there they should win for sure. Cleveland, the Hawks, and the Bucks are tougher matchups. I would put, you know, the Hawks and Cleveland kind of on like that same tier. Obviously, Cleveland's a bit better, but the Bucks are on like that highest tier. So the game Thursday coming up is going to be a tough one. But if they can win that one, I'm going to feel very good about where we finish in the standings. And, and once again, I don't really care if it's a seven or eight seed. The Nets suck at home anyway. I think they're 17 and 20 this year at Barclays Center, which is a joke. I know part of it's because Kyrie's been out and only played two home games this year. But at the same time, it's like the Nets have no real home court advantage right now. I don't know why. I don't think the fans are that bad. I know people make the jokes of the Nets have no fans, but um, I just don't really know what it is, honestly. So anyway, if they have to play on the road at Cleveland, that's fine. I just don't want it to be Toronto because Toronto has their vaccination rules and Kyrie Irving might uh, might not be able to play at Toronto in a playing game. So hopefully Toronto keeps winning. Hopefully Cleveland keeps losing and hopefully the Hornets keep losing as well because they have a tough schedule coming up. So the Nets basically, it's that stupid phrase, control their own destiny, but they do. Right now they're a game up on the Hornets. So if the Nets won out and the Hornets won out, the Nets would still be in the eighth seed and be in a decent spot. So once again, for those that don't get the playing tournament, if you are in the seven or eight seed, 
you have two chances to get in. But if you're in the ninth or 10th seed, you basically have to win two games to get in. So it's a much different situation. Like dropping eight to nine, it may not look like a big deal, but based on how these playing tournaments work, the Nets, in my opinion, need to be in that seven or eight seed because all it takes is one game out of two and you're done. So the Nets need to get the eight seed. At least seven would be great, but I'm realistically looking at it. I think the eighth seed is the most likely right now for Brooklyn, and hopefully they are at Cleveland and not at Toronto, so our second-best player, Kyrie Irving, can play in that game. So anyway, that's going to do it. I rambled for too long here for Nets-Pistons reaction, but um, play the Bucks on Thursday. Got to get that win. I don't know who's going to be favored in that game. I think we have a chance, of course, because... You know, we have our full squad, minus Joe, minus Ben. But, you know, speaking of Ben, Steve Nash gave some update today and said that Ben Simmons has not really made any type of progress. So that's not what you want to hear. Um, as the days go on, my uh, optimism on Ben Simmons has declined. So I just, at this point... I put it at like a 35% chance that Ben Simmons plays this year. I'm just not expecting it. He just does not seem close whatsoever. It sucks if the Nets somehow get to the first, second round of the playoffs. Like maybe that's enough time for him to get back at that point. I don't know. But I am just kind of under the presumption that this is our team for the rest of the year. Obviously, Joe Harris is done for the year and Ben Simmons might be right behind them. I have no idea. So we'll find out. I just hope Ben comes back because it would help this team a lot and it would get James Johnson off the floor. That would be great. So anyway, that's going to do it for the video. Hope you guys enjoy and I'll talk to you guys next time.